so on um, this first episode of Downwind, our uh, discussion sequence number one is going to be uh, just about life. So I've run into you a lot um, just past couple weeks, man. I, I, I run into you at the, at the gym or in the sauna and I, I always find it hilarious. It's like, I, kn- I know that boy's getting it in. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're doing your time in the gym, man. I have been, how, yeah. How is, how is that? Like, how, how have you been? I've gone for about a month now. I started at, like, 145 weight body weight, and now I'm up to, like, 163. So I've gained a bit of muscle mass. I just need to eat more. I'm loving yeah. the gym, though. W- what, do you, what do you eat? <laughs> a lot. Well, every morning. It's kind of hard for me to steer away from this, but I do a, a, a chocolate protein shake with a banana and some yogurt with ice and well yeah a scoop of protein powder and which is and i'll usually do that until i have to go fly and then i get back and but uh no i don't eat anything specific when it comes to like a diet or whatnot i just kind of eat what i have at home yeah i learned uh to how to make like a nice glaze for some chicken tenders so for i've been eating i've been eating that a lot yeah <laughs> like a recipe or yeah it's like a honey <laughs> garlic glaze nice yeah that sounds good good. i i I think i've been learning a lot about meal prepping because for the past two weeks i've been making chicken and broccoli Mm. for every single day pre-made like i I, like sunday sunday night not not this sunday but um for the past two sundays i've made like 10 pounds of chicken whoa and like 10 pounds of broccoli yeah, see, I need I need to get on something like that. I don't understand. It's well, just, it's I can't so bro, eat more. It's I, stuff. I, I went in and out pretty much like every day. It was just like something I do before work because when I wake up, it's so much different. Like it's not a breakfast time, right? Yeah. I wake, yeah. Um, and sometimes I'll just make eggs anyway. Mm-hmm. But usually I don't have enough time. Like I just wake up and I'm sh- I go straight to either the the gym. Or if I have a flight block at three, I go to the gym at five. So that's why I see mm. you sometimes and why right. sometimes it's changed. But I know since it's fall now, it's it's going to be like a whole schedule. And I want to ask you about your schedule in a second. What uh what kind of music have you been listening to in the gym? Oh, I blast recently Suicide Boys. Suicide they Boys? just came out with a new album. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sing Me a Lullaby, My Sweet Temptation. And that came out this year. Yes, just like nice. last month. Nice. Yeah, I, I should. I should. Twenty. You you'll yeah. have to send that to me so I can listen to it. I'm always um, wanting to listen to new music. They come up with. They just have such different. They have a such a different style compared to everyone else nowadays. Like, when it comes to hip hop and stuff. Like what? Well, I mean, like their their beats have vocals in it, which isn't very normal for. I guess. Uh, like hip-hop. samples yeah like they're i find it super interesting and how they do it is fantastic yeah i'll have to definitely give that a uh <coughs> a listen but um what do you do for someone that's listening and uh you describing yourself to them like what do you, what are you working towards right now 
Uh, well, right now I just want to have my body get into great shape and finish my instrument rating. So I've just been hitting the gym every day. It's become an addiction. I started a little bit over a year ago because I quit, not quit soccer, but soccer ended, got too old, the pay to play system with FC Dallas and high school soccer. So I think it's gym has really taken over and the, the flying portion of my life is, I think it's pretty great too. It's super, it's such, such a interesting like aspect to add to to your life do you remember the first orientation we had going to the flight school like we i I think it was chad was the one now looking back on it that was telling us pretty much how you know once you get into this course and you start flying you become the pilot in your family and in um your, your legacy for your family mm-hmm. that extends to your children. You become that person. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny how you never realize it in private. You, you just don't think about it that way. You don't have enough experience or, or, you know, time at the sport of aviation. So you, it's much different now looking back to where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um nearing the end of our instrument training and uh, entering commercial flight intermediate intermediate i'm I'm looking forward to that yeah yeah you know building that that 50 i think it's 50 hours um pic cross-country time something like that yeah um yeah i'm very excited to start that I, i feel like it'll be well I think I think instrument I love instruments so much because it's pretty much testing your ability to function. Like if you as a single single pilot IFR is the hardest thing in the world. Like in IMC, I, full IMC conditions. In, yeah, in in IMC, um, you know, you're just taking you and a friend up. It, it has to be the hardest thing in the world if you're planning for the worst mm-hmm. um, and expecting the best. So mm. um, that orientation has kind of stuck with me recently. You know, we do what what a lot of people can't do or, you know, think they can't do. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, it's super cool. It's such no one else has this, has this advantage. Like, ability to go for just fly a plane yeah like they think well a lot of people think that it's just an impossible thing to do or very um you know scary thing to do and you know at first that's kind of true and you're thrown in the deep end and your instructor says you know take the controls you're taking off mm-hmm. we, <laughs> i soloed super quick <laughs> yeah i remember that which looking I back at that. it is like whoa that was really quick for me to be able for them to just trust me and go in the yeah air. yeah me too and i mean i got in some some really scary incidents um with like wake turbulence Oof. like uh, on my second solo i got into uh a a, a vortice a wingtip vortice mm-hmm. from uh, a heavy and and it took the airplane and put it 90 degrees off the runway heading into mm. the other runway at Alliance. Bro. At Alliance Airport. I was on the parallel <sighs> runway. And it's because that the, wi- the wingtip vortice was so strong. 
and I was so low that I, I would literally hit it sh- like head on and it flipped the plane the other way on short final. One six and left or right. One six. I was on, I was approaching one six right and I hit this vortice and it displaced me onto the other runway. How did the ATC not look out for that? Bro, I, I, it must have been technically, technically, it's only a recommendation. And the other instructors thought as well that um, they should be responsible um, when you're a student solo. Oh my it's like you're a student, so you're not thinking about wingtip vortices when you're can barely land the plane yeah take off land so you know once you're that solo student in um you know final you're worried about about you know staying where where you are on your descent and making sure the descent looks good and making sure you know oh you're about to land so um you know paying attention to like the poppy system and stuff Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot to also, you know, be in this environment where you have massive planes coming in. Oh, yeah. we're. It's a massive planes coming in. And a lot of people, like a lot of my friends that are pilots that don't train at Alliance are not used to, you know, FedEx and Amazon, you know, coming in. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Every day. It, it is great. It's an advantage almost. It is an advantage. But when you're that student solo and the tower's not watching or not paying attention or, or focusing or doing something else, I mean, as PIC, which I don't know if you're actually technically PIC on the... So I guess you are the sole manila- manipulator that controls oh, on solos. Of course, solos. yeah, yeah. So technically it's your responsibility um to watch for wake turbulence so like technically it's not the controller's fault but you know if the controller told me just do a 360 for spacing i wouldn't have almost died right you know i almost died like it it was pretty remarkable experience and i was so shaken like i was calling like people in our class and just like talking to them and like calling my dad and telling him Hey, like, I, I almost died in a wingtip vortice. And he told me, oh, I've been through a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> <This guy. laughs> Just because, I mean, he, he, he has so much. I think he has like 18,000 hours or it might be double that. Like my whole horizon while, you know, because I'm straight going into one six mm-hmm. right. And then this thing like spins my plane sideways. <laughs> so, so what? Well, I'm so happy that that I had stuck in my brain full power flaps up. Yeah, and uh, I actually joined the one six left downwind, and <laughs> wow. yeah, no, and that's... I just like came in, you know, like everything was normal. Did you tell ATC what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I d- at first, I didn't know it was a wingtip vortice, so I thought that like a little, little it, it was just a wind. It just got so gusty. And I was like, there, and I did, and we we reviewed this on um, on live ATC, but oh, I forgot you can do it. Yeah, yeah. So I I had I like made like a declaring emergency call, which actually was ignored. <laughs> <laughs> like really, like I I made the call and no one said anything. 
That's kind of concerning. ATC, I know. ATC just told me, oh, okay, join the one six right downwind. Because <laughs> then again, on I mean, what are they supposed to really do in that situation yeah. on emergency? They just get you back into pattern to land. Yeah. Yeah. So confused at what happened. <laughs> like, I completely forgot that there was a heavy that came in right when I did. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, it, just, it just didn't go through my head that, that okay, there's going to be wingtip vortices. And I need to stay higher than their their glide path down where the vortices is right so me after after that me and ryan <laughs> spent about three hours together discussing wingtip vortices <laughs> after the review board that went on i just want to see that in person like, <laughs> yeah i well we well, had a review board for that yeah because oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it was a review board because yeah. it, it was such like a a breaking the breaking the simulation kind of thing uh-huh. and it was all about the second that anything weird happened that i just went full power immediately good instinct. because my <laughs> whole horizon you see all the red bars with the lights on them yeah you know before the runway before the threshold right right yeah that was my whole horizon i did not see no no blue or anything that was my entire horizon it was so scary, bro. Bro, that is scary. I've never, I'm luckily, luckily to not have any life-threatening well, moments. Well, I, I mean, I was lucky. I was lucky to have that experience because, I mean, that it's it's really good to fail because I mean, you know, you that that never is gonna happen again because I've I've already experienced the actual dangers. Like you know, we hair, we hair, stay in the bowl, right? Yeah. But. You know, when you're a student solo, it's like you're not thinking about that. Mm-mm. So it was it was pretty pretty crazy. I've only almost put myself and Robert Booth into a spiral, but that wasn't too. <laughs> I've bad. actually put him into a spiral. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> no, but I, I almost did. But since it, and we were doing stalls. Yeah, exactly. We stalls. were doing stalls. Power and on stall. I almost put us into a spin but i recovered so well from the spin that he was like okay set <laughs> yeah no, we were we were going up full power and it just it just dipped and i just did right rudder completely just all the way to the to the end of the yeah, thing and yeah completely fixed it so it's pretty easy these planes are pretty stable i've heard so yeah we have this system at our flight school that me and you go to right mm-hmm. we're in the same program and so if you fail a stage check two times then you there has to be a review right on what's going on right the review board. so we we both have this in our instrument rating training yes um <laughs> sadly so so right. yeah yeah so for anyone who's listening along who's also a pilot, you can go to your electronic flight bag. VOR runway 31 at Mineral Wells. That's Mike Whiskey Lima. Uh, for anyone listening, M-W-L-K-M-W-L. And the VOR runway 31. You got it? Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, um, yeah, we did this one. VOR okay. 31 and the... All right. No, I didn't. This this is a this is a pretty fun approach. What about this plate? So, we're troubling on, you. on this plate, 
Okay, well, if you circle to land one seven, you okay. Think about this. You're you're flying, right? You're I don't think we were allowed to land one seven. You're you, yeah, you are. Oh, okay. On on the way, on the way to Mineral Wells, you're flying, okay, and you get the ATIS, and winds are from one eight zero, you know, gusting fifteen. So basically, down the middle, yeah. Yeah, down the middle of one seven. So you, on your, Warren Biff, you you're like okay. What are my intentions? Because that's part of the checklist is your right. intentions. So what are you going to do? Are you going to do straight in circle to one seven? Like, what are you going to do? So I was like, okay, uh, we're just going to circle to one seven, right? So once we get all on course, and I'm actually looking at the airport diagram right now. Okay. Um, so once we get on course, I mean, you see, imagine us on that arrow pointing to three one mm -hmm. and so how would you circle in this scenario once you reached the uh minimum descent altitude well i would start with the parallel to three one but then i would set myself up for a, a nice base and final heading north yeah how would you say that north north like like north yeah like north past the runway so you're essentially in the downwind for one three but you'll turn final on one seven yeah kind of that intersection that looks just like the yeah right so i didn't do this <laughs> <laughs> what i did was offset from three one before even reaching the runway to enter the downwind for one seven oh <laughs> like i just it just didn't process to me that I had to circle around three one first. Yeah, I no, can't just like leave the final approach course and go to the straight to the downwind because in IMC, how do you do that? You don't, you can't see where the downwind. Yeah, are exactly. Be. And you're gonna get off the final approach course. So I had offset to the left. Oh, to the left. Yeah, offset to the left of the final approach course to enter the downwind for one seven, as if I was VFR. Oh, I see what you... Okay, okay. I see what you mean now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was imagining something else. Cool, it, cool, cool. It, it was such a silly... I mean, that's thought. not bad. Yeah, like, like, technically, it's not the right way to do it. Right. Because um, think about this. In IMC, you can't visually see uh, where your VFR downwind would be because it's IMC. You can't even see the runways. You can't even see the runways. In some cases, you can't even see the runways after the minimum, so you just go missed, but... I, I had offset and I was with I was testing with Richard and he said he said what are you doing <laughs> I was like oh, I'm offsetting it's like offsetting how you can't see the runway this guy, this guy. <laughs> and then I knew I, I realized in that second that crap like I should have originally just stuck with you know what you what you would do mm -hmm. which is what you would normally do now i know <laughs> uh, yeah yeah exactly so that's the first thing that i messed up on there okay here's the misapproach procedure okay so just just past uh the runway and don't see the clouds right quote unquote um so executing the missed approach procedure it's like climbing left turn to 2800 direct Millsap VOR right. and hold right. You know this procedure. Mm -hmm. So, for some reason, 
in my head, I was like, okay, it says direct MQP, right? So I'm just going to follow the same way I came in. <laughs> so I put in, I put in the reciprocal of the final approach course 309. Yeah. So, so I put in 129 into to go direct. Right. Um and it put me way off course. So I I learned <laughs> So you intercepted it but it took you off course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. when I was entering the hold, it, w- it was weird cuz I was so off course that the the VOR receiver doesn't know where the plane is. It just knows the bearing right. that it is on from the station, right? Or to the station. Yeah, and to so, the station. so I was on, you know, if you, if you're imagining like a hold entry, right. In this case, it would be in the, the, the teardrop side. So, so it was a horrible way to enter the hold because yeah, it was the way wrong to way to do it. And it's not how I've ever done it before. Yeah. So the first problem was I went direct with the same radial instead of just like using the rate, the first radial that I was on actually from the station. Mm. So like, that that's what I messed up on. And so I could never enter, intercept the hold and get the right angle get the right wind correction yeah so oh, i hate old <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's just not my friend no and the the problem is the winds are not our friend it's the, yeah it's the wind i mean the holds aren't that bad but yeah it's the wind if it's strong enough i i think i think i feel much better about about holds now though that that i thought about it more fundamentally about how to do them and and stuff like that so i have to go hit up the simulator yeah a yeah. lot yeah I'm, I'm gonna hit this simulator since it's gonna freaking thunderstorm so much this week mm-hmm. definitely be in the simulator i've actually thought about getting like a home simulator you know in this place <laughs> that's gonna be that's <laughs> I, thought, I thought it'd be really cool because like even though it, it might not be just like real life i mean the sims aren't like real life right if 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 I can do the procedure with this mouse in the airplane, that in any plane, because you don't just have Cessnas and Pipers on on like Microsoft Simulator, you yeah, have no. access to anything in F sixteen. So procedurally, you can know how to do everything, and that's actually how some people have crashed. Like in real life, is that they've used a simulator so much that um, it. Wow, that I hear that. Yeah, pretty, it's pretty nice rain. It's calming. <laughs> is but, it? Can you hear it through the? Yeah, um, yeah. But it, I might just be hearing it through. That's the what I mean. Too. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it'll be pretty cool if we can hear it, and I, I bet we'll be able to play back if we're listening to this again. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that's what they went over in my review board. Is why did I do that? <laughs> Cause that's not how you do things. <laughs> um, so, you know, for for me, the review board was, and McGarity was there. Oh, I had <laughs> McGarity, and you know, guess what? The first thing he said to to Dennis, not this student. This student wore headphones in my class. Oh no! <laughs> the the AirPod Max. Yeah, the entire. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I didn't. I couldn't even like explain. You can actually have a transparency mode, or you can actually hear better than normal human hearing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> cool. McGarity. McGarity was very cool about it because I, I had a very interesting case because there was actually misinterpretations from the instructors, like. Like, one instructor didn't agree with the other on certain procedures. Mm. What 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 kind of... Walk me through um, what led up to your review boards. Like, you're... Okay, you're on the stage three oral, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my, my stage three oral was... was My first one was so funny. It was so funny because... Funny. It stopped before it even started. <laughs> oh no <laughs> well i should say immediately but we were about 20 minutes in right and he asked me what is an air mess <laughs> and i'm frozen speechless yeah, how do you answer that it's like, it's like <laughs> well okay body of it's, air? A, it's a generally uniform body of air okay right um like with the same relative humidity and the same general temperature it's an air mass, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's polar air masses that are generally cold and dry. And then there's mar- maritime air masses that are very humid and hot, right? Yeah. You know, because equator, yeah. the poles. So um, he he asked me, what is an air mass? And I, I, c- <laughs> I could not tell him anything. Like I couldn't even, I think I was like overthinking about Oh, you definitely were. I do the same <laughs> thing. It's just how it is when there's morals. It's, so, it's so. so easy to do that. And, I mean, the only reason that I did that was because I left it out of my studying. I can download anything. It's like, I, I've actually listened to, I've downloaded, like, one-hour segments from the Apollo mission. Uh-huh. Like, the actual ATC and the astronauts talking to oh, yeah. the control and stuff. Um, and I could download that to my watch when I'm studying, which is which is great. Say you lost connection or something, I still ha- I can still use that because my watch has no cellular on it. Mm-hmm. It's funny how I bought like the SIM card function on the watch, which was like two hundred dollars more, and my mobile carrier doesn't even offer watch support. Uh, who do you have? <laughs> T T Mobile. Me too. They don't offer. Wait. They don't. They don't offer like cellular watch interesting plans interesting. yeah yeah what i really should have done is put a freaking gps in my ipad instead because oh, there's yeah. no gps in it like i can't use i can't tell where i am because i have no gps on oh here. like at all well i mean i can connect to the transponder yeah 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 and some of the planes that i rent from denton i can you know connect to it and some most of the time they work but when they don't work it's really annoying I, one of my first flights their second flight or i guess it was a couple flights but with passengers i had one time where it didn't connect like it did not connect it's an extra level of panic so I, I right there, yeah. well it's not even panic it's just it's really frustrating because you know when you get that on your ipad you can see okay i'm in this bravo shelf and it's mm-hmm. on the gps you can like overlay it but it's so much nicer to have it on the ipad but obviously the phone or or the gps um, the iPad is just a backup, you know, for situational awareness. Yeah. Right. So, 
it's not a big deal because it's just a backup anyway. And I mean, on most of my check flights, I actually turn off any connection to the transponder. Like it's so, it makes everything so easy. I love it. Aww. Yeah, it, it makes everything so easy, but I don't use it because of that reason. I want it to be like, you know, just like the environment we learn in is the hardest environment, you know, with FedEx and, and Amazon coming in. Yeah, this really is the closest we can get to a Class B yeah. airport. Like. Yeah. It didn't connect on this flight that I was doing with passengers. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't tell where I was under the Bravo shelf. So I just, you know, I had to stay more lower just in case. Yeah. Um, or go to the lowest the lowest altitude in the shelves. But uh, so it's not that big of a deal, but it, it's like it's it was really frustrating because it should have just worked. Mm-hmm. so but most of the time it does work and man we need to go flying soon because i want to go to possum kingdom oh, i want to go so i want i want to go to possum kingdom have you been to possum kingdom before uh, in i actually have once once At vfr yeah yeah dude it's so i mean beautiful. we filed but it's, it was vfr yeah. conditions yeah it's so beautiful out there it is really i love the hills yeah oh. it's the elevation makes it the coolest i think that's the coolest place i've ever been to in a plane did you not like abilene <laughs> I mean, there's not much in Abilene. Not true, but I mean, like the like if you look like in any direction, it's actually a lot more hilly than out yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I loved Abilene because it's it felt like I was in a different state. It felt like I was mm-hmm. in like Arizona because of how f- flat and dry everything was. I I, <laughs> I was so stunned by it because I was on final on the cross country there, and um, I landed and everything, but but. I forgot that I didn't process that. Okay, here's here's the scenario. I'm on with ATC, and we're full stopping here, right? We're not just touching and going. Yeah. So, it didn't process to me that I was gonna have to like get taxi instructions. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> and so me, me and I, I, I was flying with Ryan uh-huh. Tom and man, Ryan's Ryan's one of my favorite instructors i had him all throughout private yeah he's a great instructor um but i was with him right so now i have this controller telling me left on here right on here all in like one clearance yeah we're not even used to that at alliance (laughs) no they know us there they know us there but i mean i gotta say my experience you know in training at alliance is that after I, i take off at denson i can go to alliance and but you know my dad when i took my dad flying the first or second time where i was the pic right yeah and so he's always on a fl- i mean he's in china right now uh-huh. so he was so worried about before we get into their airspace like he was like there, there's so many calls you have to do and it's really not that hard <laughs> yeah no no it's not that hard and, it's gotta get cleared <laughs> and the funniest thing was was we had actually went to alliance and landed there right we 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 just went there for fun out of denson Mm -hmm. i was like dad like i fly and he's flown into alliance for fedex in a fedex plane a lot of times and it's crazy how i work on that same ramp out there that he flew with that on but nostalgic um, (laughs) (laughs) but he was so scared of landing because he lands 75 feet in the air like 
Oh, his I forgot. cockpit his elevation. on his MD-11 is so high up from the ground. MD-11s, aren't those the three-engine? Yeah, yeah, those the are, engine on the tail. Those are dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he was so, so worried about it. Don't you need a third pilot in there? <clears throat> For what? In the MD-11. Yeah, yeah. They Which fly three, but it's not because it can't be flown with two people. He flies with three because... His international trips go over like eight hours. So they have to rest. Yeah, so oh. they have to actually rest. <laughs> Once you get That's, to that point, it's yeah. life. It's li- I was saying, walk me through what led up to, to having to do a review board. Well, my first oral, there was, I didn't understand. Like the first question he asked me, it was, <laughs> he talked about recency and whatnot. And he asked when I would need a... Like what? What happens after twelve months of not having an approach, or like an approach? What would I need to do? And yeah. I couldn't think of an IPC, like yeah. a proficiency check. And I was yeah. just like, bro, I just said flight review, and then he just roasted me on that. Basically, he just kept asking questions about flight oh, review man. stuff, and I was just like, ugh. And he said, okay, well that's the first big red flag. We can't like, we'll go on from here. It's not an unsat, but this is pretty big step so yeah, I, don't, I don't know to. why i didn't know that i went in unprepared and then it was just a bunch of little things about weather like what's the it was the difference between like frost and ice oh, i didn't really snow. know <laughs> it was just like little things they, and then like how to what an unstable atmosphere how yeah. you can tell when one is and when yeah. one isn't ambiotic lapse rate and stuff like that and then my yeah. second that that's what really got me there we didn't really even get to finish <laughs> yeah we didn't even go any over any approach plates or whatnot or but like then cross-country stuff mm-hmm. mine was the same way i just i mean i did a plan on my ipad because it didn't say in on fsp about it so he was like okay i can't count you against that but just make one real quick so i did yeah yeah and then second oral was just over the stuff i missed and then i didn't know the difference between mda and da yeah like the spit like what it really did what really separates them and with the vdp and how that's involved and the acronym for lost comms i didn't even it slipped my mind f yeah. and mda yeah. yeah and that was it that he was, unsat me on those two because those are pretty big actually I, i'm so lucky that my my job forces me to like not do anything on my phone because like that, you see that bag right there is just full of my notebooks and notes, and that's a problem I have. Um, that I've learned so far, and all my review and stuff, mm-hmm. I put everything on in there so I can go over it, all of it at work. I've done right. I, I'm like put in a position where I can spend all my free time that I have at work studying. And yeah, see, I I, I have a problem with my phone. I'm just on it too much. Yes, I, I'm. TikTok is stupid. I, I feel mean. like it, it, w- it would be a little bit harder for me to transition, but man, once you do transition, like, and like away from the phone. Well, not away from the phone, but just mentally, like transitioning from, you know, not being stopped by distraction. Um, like being more mindful of your thoughts so much so that you, you focus on the more, um, noble things to do, which is, which is study and which is to like physically, you know, work out and 
you know, focusing on, on when I tell you, you know, 10 pounds of, of chicken and 10 pounds of broccoli for the whole week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did landscaping for a bit, which was, it was actually fun, yeah. but it was, it was tough in the summer. Landscaping? Yes. We would meet up in a warehouse, <laughs> which was actually pretty close to my house. Then we would all get into trucks. And this was the summer? Yeah, this was the summer, <laughs> man, like getting, coming into the transitioning into the summer. I worked for about like two months in the business. It was terrible. <laughs> Not terrible, but it got super hot and it got super draining. It hurt my body. My feet were blistered up. It was, it, I liked it. It was definitely taught me a lot on like when you see the people cutting grass on the side of the road and doing like pulling bushes and stuff. Like I have a lot more respect for those, those, those people now. And I'm because we had a, the first time I joined, he said, cause this dude owns his company. He came from nothing, like he was in jail, some heroin addict, and now he owns a whole business about landscaping. And so on my introduction day, he was saying that this is the biggest project that we've ever had. Oh, so, snap. Yeah, no. Nice. And so it's we had to we had to remove like a one like a thousand shrubs and then replace <laughs> them. Shrubs. And then we had to nice. we had to dig holes for five thousand mondo grass, which is just like it's just a type of grass basically it sounds and, like you get a lot of experience so mm-hmm. like when you get a house oh I yeah guess i love how to landscape. i love all that stuff i love keeping <laughs> like when i lived at my mom's house is i love keeping the grass nice yeah. and having the bushes I cut it wasn't green. how did your review board go oh my re- i mean my review board went very well um basically went in there with norman and Dennis and Skidmore and he was just telling just went in there and asked me questions about what's happening why this why I'm not knowing what I know yeah so so what what was your answer to you know why don't you know or or have you recognized um, DA versus MDA yeah no so they just basically just asked me what it was I were they looking for like the procedurally what it is or or the whole thing was that i wasn't studying and i i kind of started that off from the beginning i was like i know why i'm failing it's just i'm not putting enough time into this like i like this is why and then he was just asking me well what's your uh what does your normal day look like so then i just explained my day and yeah no just how i can be fixing it and what i need to do to you know you know what helps me what helps me and like motivates me to study more is is listening to like aviation podcasts i I really need to to send you podcast send me yeah put me on yeah i'll I'll have to put you on because man i listened to pretty much every day to aviation podcasts and it's it changes that your perspective eventually to like you are a part of the community and i mean you just hear you know, there's this one called the Aviation News Talk News Talk podcast with uh, Max Trescott, who's the the uh, the the host, mm-hmm. right? And so he brings on DPEs and scientists and pretty much everything, and brings their stuff to aviation of you know the illusions and stuff, and actually makes it interesting to talk about because it's just like you know this this. Who I mean, and Max is also I think a uh, DPE and CFI, mm. so so he knows what to ask and he knows what what kind of everyone thinks um, since we're learning <coughs> and listening to him talk about 
you know, to these DPEs that are double eyes and that, that test people like us. Yeah. Um, and it, it just, it's so good. Cause it's just a couple hours of these guys just conversating it, you know, just like you would in talking to, you know, your stage three, um, whoever's the examiner, the examiner. Yeah. And it makes it very enjoyable. Like, because they're constantly going over these things you know you should be going over. So they talk about crashes and stuff a lot because it's about news as well. So like new new efforts and like the future of aviation, which is like, you know, how the, the future in cars is electric. Mm-hmm. And like now there's hybrid and electric planes that are already certified. So kind of like getting also that angle of like, holy shit, like, we could be flying like maybe in the future when we're we get a job where we can afford a plane you know have different options other than cessna or piper so it's really interesting to like care about that and then obviously like he does segments in his podcast too where it's just kind of like this where it's like you know sometimes they'll pull out like a far aim thing that's interesting or or have a mock check ride. Mm-hmm. So that that's what helps me is podcasts. Um, yeah, no, I, I, li- I definitely listen to podcasts. Th- there's so also to... there's also like meteorologists who do podcasts mm-hmm. that talk about you know very in depth about thunderstorms mm. and like the things that we should watch out for um, and relates them to like accidents that happened for this reason. So it's a uh, it's it's very informative. It just becomes part of your life. You know, just like being a pilot becomes part of your life. Mm-hmm. Oh it's yeah. Like, I I find it very interesting. Do you listen to any podcasts? Yeah, but nothing to do with No, what, what do you listen yeah. to? See, I mean I I mean I listen to well, a lot of the JRE podcasts yeah, with JRE's just mainly great. his friends. I mean like with like Tom and yeah, Bert and yeah. people like the com- that the Whitney comics. Cunningham. Yeah, the comics, yeah. The comics ones are great. But, but um, he also brings on doctors and stuff, and, like, he's just curious about... Oh, for sure. I mean, he's know. not a doctor. He doesn't have any degrees or whatnot, yeah, but that's just... Yeah. For sure. I mean, he has, like, discipline. He, he He's, like, a black belt, I think, right? In jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu, yeah. No, he definitely... Yeah, he's a fighter. He's a... Like, the program that we're in, mm-hmm. which is aviation, professional pilot, a restricted ATP program... Like, what is your dream? Like, why are you working so hard? Because I want to fly a plane like the A380 just around the world. I want to be able to go to a country, chill for a few days, and then get paid (laughs) to fly back. Like, that's that's just what I love the sunsets. I love the everything about it dude my, my dad gets and you get paid for it my like, dad goes oh. to like paris and germany and france and exactly how long are his, and, his uh, overnights there i mean it depends but mm-hmm. it could be multiple days exactly multiple days exactly. it's basically a like mini he vacation was in, he was in the arab emirates and he <laughs> says it's so great he was in arab emirates? yeah he goes there regularly and i think he came back with like these uh these I mean, the the hotel accommodates to, like, the max. Like, he came back with, like, free um, slides and stuff. 
Bruh. <laughs> okay. You see, that's that's and exactly like t-shirts it. And stuff. That's exactly it. American Airlines. And that's candy. where I'm trying to go. American Airlines. Basically, yeah. yeah. If I get into cargo and I find more out of, I mean, like the freight area, then I'll get into it. But I want to fly passengers. I initially went in with that same concept. And only recently has it changed to wanting to go to the Air Force and eventually become an officer and fly, I mean, possibly a spaceship. Uh, yeah. Like, you, that's... So you want to go to, like, the, like the NASA, NASA SpaceX area? Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, the, it's called the Space Force. Mm-hmm. Space, yeah, Space um, Force. It's just becoming so feasible and much more safe mm-hmm. um, to be an astronaut with all the technology and stuff and you know now there's the spacesuits look insane so you want to be the one that musk sends to mars okay yeah now my perspective has changed from you know wanting to go to the airlines is now i want to be a part of something much bigger and it's crazy to do that while you're doing instrument training because if you just went over there wouldn't they pay for it yeah exactly that, mm-hmm. See, that's why I want to go, is that they would allow, they would facilitate me so that I could do that and mm-hmm. maybe just go to the reserves and actually, you know, finish my degree, my bachelor's here. Because they, they require a bachelor's uh, to be an officer. Ask. Oh, to be an officer. Yeah, to be an officer, to like go immediately to the pilot training. We are getting our associates with this program. Though. Yeah. So are you going to yeah. wait it out? Or well, do, doing the reserves, you can actually do both. You can uh, stay here and study and go to school. And then you just go to work like one yeah. week or one weekend of the month. Because uh, we have Meacham here. Is that where you'd be based? I'm not sure. Because we also have Carswell. That's what I meant, Carswell. Okay. Yeah, not yeah. Meacham. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. And okay. I'm interested to find out. Yeah, that's cool. That'd be nice to... That would be, but I that would I would probably do that if, yeah. that's, if that's actually an option here. Well, I'll let you, I'll let you know what it's like. Because if I, I can I've stay here, s- I don't want to have to go somewhere. Bro, it's crazy. I have crazy. a girlfriend, an apartment here. I can't just like dip out for a few months at a time. It's it's crazy how how many different perspectives there is on like going to the Air Force. Because I mean, my best friends, like one could be extremely taken aback and you know think it's very foolish and the other could think wow man like <clears throat> you know why you know he asked me like why why would you do that right mm-hmm. and so like kind of explaining to him you know the whole like being an astronaut thing or at least trying to be in the space force somewhat and you know fighting for the people that you love is also a pretty big part of why i want to go mm-hmm. it's because like if there's a war or something like i want to actually be able to contribute what would you fly i'm not sure but anything that that i mean i could i couldn't do it i mean that'd be cool to do a fighter jet but it seems it's so it's so trailing on your body like it i've heard not yeah like, like it tolling, it takes a toll on your body after a while. I had hitting think, so dude, many G's because you can't fly for many hours at a time. Like, I think that the only way to know is to like try do it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just to try. Go a little T thirty eight. So that's that's what I that's what I'm trying to do, and like it doesn't even stop at the T thirty eights for me. Like I want to fly. I want to get a chance to fly everything, but um, I'm 
my, I think my biggest dream is to eventually fly something like a rocket mm-hmm. uh, or like a spaceship. It oh. just seems so, so cool. Would you do some type of drone? Well, no, then you're not flying a drone. Well, how no, like you? actual flying. like Yeah, yeah, like actually, okay. Damn. Like, I mean, just like, you know, Neil did. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be I, cool. I've been listening to the, the transmissions and there's eight days there's like multiple days of sound that was recorded directly from like you know how when we talk to atc you know it's like for 10 minutes or whatever like depending on if we're going to 10 minutes whatever, of what like direct communication like it's actually not immediate well no but like within 20 minutes you're not talking to the same people Oh, if you just fly yeah, in like one if, direction? If, if, yeah, like, oh, well, okay. since, you know, we leave from Alliance, right? Yes. So we're talking to Alliance for like 10 minutes. And then once we get over to center, you know, we're not talking to Alliance anymore. It's such a short period of time that we talk to them until we come back, mm-hmm. right? But imagine if instead of a Cessna, you were flying a rocket ship. And instead of our ATC, you're talking to, you know, rocket control, like you're talking to Houston, you know, it's like <laughs> command, guy. you're talking to command center. So when you said you were listening to the, like the, the transmission between yeah. the, yeah. who were they? What, well, they, they uh, transmissions between the astronauts in the tower. A ta- what tower? Well, Houston, the Houston Space Center. Okay. So they have their own tower. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, they have their own command centers well, yeah. around the world. It's 1969. Do you think they actually went, or do you think it was a Bro, hoax? I've heard it. I heard all, and that's the coolest Are thing you sure about it. Was it. Real? Dude, I'm sure it was real because it's just endless like transmission from Neil Armstrong and all the command centers and stuff. And dude, it, it took eight days to complete the Apollo 11 mission to get someone to the moon. And back safely. Eight days. I don't. I don't remember it being eight days. It's eight days. Doesn't seem okay. Interesting. Yeah, the, and you notice that whenever it, you hear that, you hear um, that, like you know, the the space crew are asleep, and you just hear all these command centers talking to these other command centers, and they're talking about the diagnostics, you know, while it's happening. And so you get to hear all of that dialogue and then you get to hear when they wake up and it's just crazy. bro. That is nice. It's crazy. And you get to hear like the pre-flight that they, they started recording like three hours before the, you know, course, before yeah. engine launch. Mm-hmm. And so you hear all the them checking all the systems and all the different people you hear at least you hear hundreds of different people. You know, doing something else. I mean, there has to be back in the back in that time, and there yeah. had to be so much to do. I mean, you've seen like what the na- oh. what the command centers looked like with all the computers. It, it was like hundreds of computers. I just don't understand why we haven't gone back. I mean, because there's nothing over there. After what forty plus years? I mean, for cool stuff. <laughs> to- like, well, I think uh, they, they they got like the soil samples and colonized colonized moon then to Mars. I think, I think, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I really don't know why, but I do know that, you know, they recorded that first moment. So they, I mean, also it's like, it's like a live ATC for 
space missions. Never even thought about hearing those. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear those now. Yeah, I'll I'll send one to you for sure. Um, yeah, but it's literally it's like just days and days of communications between the astronauts themselves and everyone else that was mm. part of it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how they recorded it all, but they did, and it sounds so cool. Oh man, uh, you, you definitely gonna have to listen to it. No, um, for sure though. So, how how is your studying the ACS itself? How has that been? Because for me, like I go through the whole thing. Uh, uh, I don't use the ACS as much as I should, but I I go through it. Dude, I I I think the reason I passed my stage three oral was because I went through every line of it, mm-hmm. like every single line. I. I was able to write something intelligently about, and if I didn't, if I couldn't do that, then I would, I would make, do it again. make a way to do it. Yeah, and there's actually a super easy way to get the ACS onto ForeFlight, just as part of the documents. Mm. ForeFlight is just is just as important um, as the GPS because. You know, you put bad in, you program the GPS the wrong way and it's like trash in, trash out, right? It's not going to be perfect because it's a machine. Yeah. The FAA drives. And I'll, I'll, I'll help you out like after after this. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll help you set it up as an instrument applicant, right? And then as we get down in like the risk management section, <clears throat> failure to set personal minimums. As a risk management item. So I guess I'm interested to hear in your personal set of personal minimums. Well, what I said in my... Because I haven't been able to rent my own plane and really have my own personal minimums. It's hard to stick to them. Yeah, so I said said at least 300 to 500 feet, depending. Like above minimums. ceilings? Yeah, ceiling. It's really trippy when... um, you know, you have the airport elevation and and mean sea level, right? Mm-hmm. But all the weather information, a lot of it is reported like the METAR is reported in AGL. Yeah. So my personal minimums, I, I like that 300 above, you know. Uh, I kind of take it a step further and put 300 above the highest minimums published because there's different sets of minimums. Right. I mean, that's what I, yeah, basically. Um, so, oh, so it'd be even for circling minimums. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, what, yeah, circling minimums um, are always higher mm-hmm. than the uh, the um, ILS localizer. Yeah, yeah, the normal minimums. PV, yeah. Or straight in minimums. That's yeah, straight what it's in. Cool. Um, because, dude, in some in some airports, there's actually no uh, minimum. There's no circling. And so, in in mountains, sometimes, in like Colorado, there's like no circling minimums. Because if you were to circle, you would run into a mountain. Right. So, if there's no circling minimums on like my destination, because I mean, think about it. You're not just going to be flying in Texas. Mm-hmm. There's places actually in South Texas by the border where the downwind or the circling um the circling part of the approach actually hits Mexican airspace. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. No, that's, yeah, that's definitely so, not good. 
So, um, what one insight that I've had, you know, from the podcast is you kind of have to look at the bigger picture of like, okay, well, being an instrument pilot means that I could take my my family up to a different state, different terrain, but now, you know, I instrument flight rules and being below um, the VFR cloud clearances, um, you know, put us into that IMC. So we're taking our family up into IMC, just knowing, you know, if there's no circling for this, this airport, I mean, that's t- just telling me something big is that there's rising terrain around it. Mm-hmm. But so that's why I think, you know, personal minimums. Very important. Yes. Very important. I, I could share fly, but, you know, I feel like I get more. I think I'm good on the procedures, you know, like I don't even need a chair fly because I under the pr- I understand the procedures well enough. Well, then there you go. Just just by studying every day and and failing so much, bro. Yeah. Like, I mean, you did it wrong, mm-hmm. right? That's that's the well. That's an issue. Unless there's misinterpretations, yeah. like you. I mean, that's how you learn is by failure. Like mm-hmm. instrument uh, ninety one two hundred five instrument civil aircraft instruments and equipment requirements. Oh, equipment oh, with so, grab card and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Here's a question I got asked on um, my stage three oral, okay? Okay. Can you use your phone as a timer instead of the aircraft equipped? No. No? No. So I said yes. Okay. And here's why. Okay. Because under instrument flight rules, the, the required equipment... One of them is a a clock displaying hours, minutes, and seconds with a sweeping second pointer. So one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five, or digital presentation. Right. So I was like, oh, man, well, it doesn't say anything besides that. So, I mean, my phone has a digital presentation in hours, minutes, and seconds, right? I, mean, I, I can see your explanation. So why shouldn't... Right, because it has this mode too, where it has like the yeah you, know, you can swipe yeah, over yeah yeah yeah. So it's funny because ninety one two hundred five is aircraft requirement, mm-hmm. right? Your phone is not part of the aircraft, so that one is is. <laughs> you got <laughs> real, real deep one night into this. Yeah, <laughs> you were like, I gotta think around the box. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I thought it was a trick question, but the answer is actually. Yeah, because if I That's, ever need to, like, if I'm listening to a podcast or something and they're talking about that or or if, like, I don't know, like, in this scenario, now I, I read through it and make sure that I'm double-checking, you know. It says aircraft, mm-hmm. not just, I mean, you can use your phone as a backup, but you have to have that to be airworthy, for, to be airworthy under instrument flight rules. You have to have that on the plane. Right, on the plane. Like mounted, like equipped on the plane. Mm-hmm. So that's a good gotcha. <laughs> and uh, I guess that wraps up the uh, this first episode on downwind, man. Yeah, for sure. I love this downwind thing. <laughs>
pretty cool. No, you have I, to you have to come back on at some point and uh and see where we're at. Yeah, I'll definitely do that again. We'll definitely be instrument rated. We'll be in our intermediate flying or our yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Are you nice? Do you have?